Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. Before I get into the introduction for this episode's guest, I want to take a moment to uh, make a huge request of you, if you don't mind. Look down, however you're listening to this, you know, if you're listening on iTunes, if you're listening on Stitcher, there's probably a little thing there that says ratings. If you could do us a favor and give us a rating here, if you enjoy All About Fitness, make it a six-star, eight-star, 20-star rating, <laughs> whatever. No, but you know what I mean. If you could take a moment, in all seriousness, if you could take a moment for a rating, um, All About Fitness, I'm bringing this to you. I'm trying to put great information out there so you can learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. And the only thing I'm going to ask for you is to uh, give a rating. I'm not trying to sell you. Well, I'm going to try to sell you my book, but that's a whole other thing. But on this episode, of, so if you give us a rating, that'd be great. Uh, and thank you. And for those of us that have given ratings, thank you for taking the time to do so. And thank you for helping spread the word. Because, folks, you know how this works. The better ratings you have, the higher up in the search engines and all that stuff. So if you, if you enjoy All About Fitness, please take a moment and give us a rating. That aside, now it's time to get into the introduction for this, uh, this episode's guest. And I will say that this is the first time I've ever fanboyed out and tracked somebody down at the gym to get them on, uh, get them on the podcast. And, and by, by that, I mean uh, Todd Clever. Todd is the – and I've known Todd – well, I haven't known Known him. I've been known of Todd for a number of years because he is the he was the, the captain of the USA men's national rugby team for a number of years. And in fact, Todd, I think, won the most caps. And for listeners, a cap is is when you start for the national team or you start for a club team, you earn a cap, meaning you've started for that team. So if you've earned a cap for the USA national team, that means you were selected and you got a chance to start representing the United States of America in international competition on the rugby team. So Todd is the most capped rugby player, having been a captain of the 15s rugby team and the men's rug and the sevens men's rugby team. But I Todd now lives in uh, San Diego, and we bumped into each other at the gym. And I was like, you know, again, fanboy, fanboy time aside, I wanted to interview Todd because Todd has made the transition recently from a professional athlete to a owner. Todd is now a partner in the Austin Herd professional rugby team, which is part of Major League Rugby. So what I want to talk to today about with Todd, and, and just a quick little interview here, what I want to talk to today about with Todd was his experience playing a second-tier sport. You know that That's what rugby is considered, right? In the States, we have football, basketball, baseball, hockey, Major League Soccer, and rugby is one of those sports that kind of flies under the radar. For listeners, I, I played uh, top-level rugby for a number of years. I played with the Potomac Athletic Club. I played with Santa Monica Rugby Club in L.A. I played with the Boston Irish Wolfhounds in the Boston. Uh, in Boston. Um, you know, and I have you know, a little bit of history. You know, I helped uh, the Irish Wolfhounds. We won a club national championship in 2007. And I've been I played it, played some pretty high-level rugby. And while I never um, had the honor of being selected to the national team like Todd, I uh, played with and, and against a number of national team players at, at club competition. On this episode of All About Fitness, what I wanted to do was to bring you an insight into a sport that you may not be aware of. The Rugby World Cup just finished, and the Rugby World Cup is the second most watched sporting event in the world behind the Soccer World Cup. And while Todd is no longer an active player with the USA men's national team, as a as a former captain, he holds a kind of a um, I guess what is, what is that a uh, president pro, pro tempore or he holds a you know a, a faculty you know um, oh I'm blanking on it he holds the uh, fa the faculty status of where he still helps represent rugby. So on this episode, Todd gives us a little insight of what it's like to be a professional rugby player. Todd played professionally in South Africa and in Japan and overseas in England. Todd was the first American, um, the first nat native born, natural born American to play in the Super 14 Rugby League. And the Super 14 is equivalent to the NFL and includes teams in Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. 
So on this episode of All About Fitness, I'm going to make a sweet, quick shift, and it's going to be All About Rugby with Todd Clever, uh, one of the owners of the Austin Herd. Uh, that's a professional rugby team because we now have professional rugby in the United States. So that was something I always strived for as a player but never uh, never made it to that level, never came close to that level. But uh, we now have the Major League Rugby. And so what Todd and I talk about today is his experience as a player, how he got started in the sport. We talk a little bit about the whole attitude of the sport because a lot of people have a perception of rugby um, yeah, we party hard, but there's a very specific, there is a very specific community and attitude around that. It's really a lot of fun today. Um, this means I'm going to stop stalking him at the gym. So here we have Todd Clever, a uh, former, uh, former international rugby player, a uh, former men's, uh, former captain of the men's national team and co-owner of the Austin Herd of Major League Rugby here in the United States. It's a platform. It's a balance tool. You can do a ton of different exercises on it. Guys, you've been listening to me talk about the Terracor. You've been hearing Terracor ads on All About Fitness. Well, I've got great news for you. I went to the folks at Terracor. The code AAF, I changed the code. The code AAF now gets you a 25%. That is 25, 25% savings on a Terracor. Use code AAF to save 25% on a Terracor. What is TerraCore? Don't go to TerraCoreFitness.com. That is TerraCoreFitness.com, T-E-R-R-A, CoreFitness.com, and check out one of the coolest products in fitness. See why Men's Health voted it one of the top fitness at-home products that you should have for your workouts. Check out TerraCore Fitness on Instagram to see some amazing tricks. Again, TerraCore now is 25% off through All About Fitness. Use code AAF to save 25% on the purchase of a TerraCore. You can pick them up. You can carry them. You can lift them. You can swing them. You can throw them. You can do core training with them, metabolic conditioning with them, high-intensity interval training. Whatever you want to do with movement, you can do it with a sand bell, you can do it with soft bells, or you can do it with a vest by Hyperware. Hyperware makes some excellent products that allow you to move with extra resistance. Resistance training is what makes a difference in your body, folks. If you want to get stronger, you got to pick up something heavy. If you want to burn a few calories, you pick up something heavy a little bit faster, but do it safely. Whatever your fitness goal is, Hyperware makes a product that can help you achieve it. That's H-Y-P-E-R-Ware.com, Hyperware, makers of the vest, one of the best vests out there on the market. You can use a weighted vest that stays close to your body, and you can do a ton of cool body weight exercises with it with a little extra weight. Hyperware also makes sand bells and soft bells, very unique weights. I love them. I use them in my book, Smarter Workouts, because they work. Use code AAF10. That's AAF10 to save 10% on the purchase of any Hyperware product and go to hyperware.com to check out their entire catalog. I'm Pete McCall, the All About Fitness Podcast, and today we're talking with Todd Clever. Todd is the, uh, I don't know, how would you describe yourself, Todd? What, you know, when you meet somebody and they kind of ask what you do, what, what do you, how do you describe yourself? <laughs> yeah, no, um, former athlete, you know, lifestyle expert, you know, just kind of uh, wannabe surf bum. Um, director of rugby. Yeah. I'm, I have a few different passions, but, uh, you know, uh, not one thing can hold me down. 
And just and just so you know, and so listeners are aware, this is the first time I ever um, tracked somebody down that I fanboyed out at a gym when I saw uh, Todd and I belonged to the same gym in, uh, in in Southern California. And when I saw that you worked out there, I'm like, oh, sweet, work out the same place as the uh, as the former captain. You, 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 Todd is the former captain of the USA national team. And I so I asked him uh, to see if he wanted to talk a little bit about his experience playing rugby. First, Todd, how did you get introduced to the sport of rugby? What was it that got you playing rugby in the first place? Yeah, I have an older brother. He's two years older, and, you know, I kind of just followed his footsteps. You know, he played rugby, he played football, and, you know, I kind of saw the, the, the two, him doing double days through the summer for, for American football and, and uh, only playing like eight games in their season and, you know, how intense their coaches were and everything, and uh, that wasn't really my style. And then I saw him, you know, play rugby, and uh, you practice twice a week, uh, and then you go on a tour uh, once a year and everything else. And I said, oh, I, I can get behind that. So kind of just, uh, you know, learn, learn from my brother and, and, and kind of took off. And biggest excuse to, to play rugby was the was, uh, biggest reason why was to travel the world. So, you know, hit a couple tours and, and uh, absolutely fell in love with it. Well, and that's what people – it's kind of interesting because you, you mentioned that. And that's actually what, what got me into rugby. I was on my – and, and I'll, I'll say specifically, I was on my college football team. I wasn't a starter. And I was like, wait a minute. We're doing all this stuff and I might play for a couple minutes on Saturday. And I watched the rugby team and they practiced two times a week. Everybody played on Saturday. And, and there's a little more socializing after, after the pitch. How would you describe the whole like rugby ethos? Like how would you describe why, why is the rugby community so attractive, Todd? Yeah, I mean, from, from grassroots rugby all the way to uh, professional rugby to international rugby, I mean, everybody is, is like-minded individuals and, and has that mutual respect. And uh, yeah, during the 80-minute game, uh, you know, you're going for blood and, and, and going, doing anything to, to win. But uh, but afterward, that after that final whistle, I mean, if you're in high school, you're having you know pizza and soda, and if you're in uh, college, you might have a couple of kegs. And uh, you know, if you're playing international, you'll uh, you know go in the other locker room and and, and toast a beer. So it's uh, you know it, that social aspect uh, you know really you know attracted me and and it's kind of you know made me the man who I am today from from having all those experiences. Well, let's talk about that for a second because I I actually was just emailing somebody not long ago. Um, just a couple hours, not a couple hours, but recently that, um, that that I looked at one or two of the guys I learned how to play with is my older brother. What was it when you first started playing? Because you had a very rapid like like learning curve. You you kind of accelerated very quickly. What was it like when you first started playing, and all of a sudden you started realizing that you're kind of good at the sport? Yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of goes down of you know starting rugby when I was 15 years old. Um, and then two years later I was, uh, you know, on the USA under 19 team. Um, and you know, during those two years, I didn't know that there was professional rugby. I just thought it was a club sport all around the world. And, and I just figured, you know, the, the better I got, um, stronger I got, the faster I got, the, the smarter on the rugby field I got, the more tours I, I was able to get invited to and, 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 uh, and do. So, you know, it wasn't until I was, you know, 17 uh, it, on a tour with the USA under 19 team to Australia, uh, where we got introduced to, you know, professionalism of, of sort of staying at the Australian Institute of Sport. We watched Tri-Nations game between Australia and South Africa, where there's 100,000 plus people there. And, you know, it just kind of, you know, opened up my eyes. And, you know, that's when I, I, I told myself, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket and uh, I'm, I'm gonna. This is gonna be my living. That is. Where'd you Where'd you play college? Because did you stay in Northern California or no? You went to Reno, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I went to the University of Nevada, Reno. 
And, and how is I mean, and how is the college rugby experience? Because I want to talk about because this is the impression. And the reason why I ask this, Todd, is I think a lot of people, if you ask most people about rugby, they'll kind of get a smile on their face and they'll they'll think about, yeah, we had a rugby team in college. Those guys were crazy. You know what I mean? And they don't realize that there really is a professional attitude in the sport. So what you know, explain the difference if you can a little bit, like the difference between like a college rugby club and then playing with like a men's club like Ombak or with the Austin Hunts. Yeah, I, I mean. All, everybody has, you know, different objectives and that, and that's probably why, you know, rugby is the greatest sport in my eyes, uh, you know, in the world, uh, because it's so inclusive. I mean, you know, you have, you know, rugby, there's co-ed touch rugby, there's flag rugby, there's, you know, uh, social rugby, and then there's intense, you know, and professional international. So, and now it's in the Olympics has world world cup, which is the third largest sporting event. So, um, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, one of the fastest team, you know, sports uh, growing in this in America. You know, it, it's it's such a good, you know, inclusive sport, and that's that's what really you know attracted me to it. And and I want to say this for parents because we have a lot of people, Todd, listening that you know I try to cater this this podcast to people over the age of thirty five or forty. And I want to give this message to parents because for parents, that is precisely I coach. I've been coaching high school rugby again or just getting back into coaching high school rugby, and that's the one thing I, I will tell parents is there's a spot on the field for your kid. You know, every kid can play can play a position on the rugby pitch. Isn't that isn't that one of the amazing things about the sport? Yeah, without a doubt. Like you said before, you comparing yourself to you know the American football days, whenever you're you know could play a few downs or you're playing you know uh, you know just on offense or just on defense or just special teams or whatever else. Uh, in rugby, you're you're you know a multi athlete, you know skilled athlete. So you you're doing offense, you're doing defense, you're doing everything. Um, and, and each, each player does get to play. So, I mean, you have, you know, each team has a couple of sides. So you have your first team and you have your second team that's, you know, trying to get up there. So, um, and, and again, to the parents, it's sort of, you know, you look at the stats, you know, it's actually a lot safer than American football. Um, you, you know, at a, at an early, you know, stages of, of everybody's rugby career, you're, you're taught how to tackle correctly, how to make sure your head's on the right side to avoid those, like, you know, uh, head collisions and and things like that. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a great sport, and, and and people are actually waking up to that cause too. And that's and that's one that's a cool thing to hear. And, and one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Todd, was your experience as the captain of the men's national team. What's it like to be playing for a national team sport like rugby that really kind of flies under the radar? Because those of us in the rugby community knew you and, and knew who you were, and we know the Eagles well. But I don't think a lot of Americans out there realize that we do have a national team and we have a pretty dang good national team as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're comparing it to sort of American sports where, you know, baseball, basketball, football are, are sort of king. So anything under that is pretty much a tier two, uh, two, tier two sport. Um, in my eyes, I actually, you know, you know, uh, you know, playing rugby and, and being American and, and, you know, comparable to sort of the, the USA sports, the greats of baseball, basketball, football, um, and more underneath that from my experience, I actually enjoyed it. Um, just because I lived overseas for 12 years. Um, and, and when I was over there, it was pretty intense and that was their number one sport. So when I was in South Africa, you know, it's, uh, you know, do, doing nor, everyday normal things, you, you you get quite a bit of attention, you know, sort of like a you know a big time football player or, or a basketball player, or baseball player walking around. So uh, it, that was a cool experience. And when I came home, it was you know I'm at home, surf town, chill out, you know, and and didn't really have any of that. So 
Um, you know, and, and it's good to see rugby making those sort of changes. And you know, I'll, I'll, I'll miss that sort of boat. But it's uh, it was uh, it, it, that was just sort of my experience. And what's the what's the rugby culture like in, in, in South Africa? Because I think South Africa, I've never, I haven't been to the country, but but I have a number of friends from SA, and it's a very intense place. But I, I think it's hard for listeners to understand what's the rugby culture like there. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to um, everywhere else I've you know in the world. You know, you know. Rugby breeds, you know, a certain type of individual, and and uh, like I said, it's inclusive and 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 everything else. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's intense. I mean, they have their own sort of style of play, but whenever you get behind the things and get to know the guys, you know, I, I was I spent three seasons there in uh, in Johannesburg uh, playing for the Lions and Super Rugby and Curry Cup, um, and that was a great time, you know, uh, having that opportunity to to do that. So. That's, uh, you know, it's definitely a great thing. And you were, I mean, weren't you the first American to play in, in Super Rugby in the Super 14? Yes, yes, I was. I was, uh, you know, the first one from um, American-born. There's been a couple guys before that, you know, didn't, uh, you know, weren't American, but, you know, played through American, you know, citizenship or heritage and stuff like that. So, And what is what was it like, though, to be, because you look at it, you know, Americans, we're so used to, like, being, you know, we're the big dogs on the block, and, you know, in most sports, like American football and, and basketball. But what's it like to, to show up on a club where you're the only American and you're kind of, you're a minority? Yeah, well, that was like the biggest, you know, challenges that I had from, you know, moving from, uh, you know, country to country, league to league is, you know, taking that on, you know, sort of uh, you know, American coming in here. So I had a lot to prove to the coaches, through to the players and peers and, and uh, you know, sometimes the media media as well. So those were, uh, you know, some of the you know challenges. And, and one of my favorite stories, I like to say, you know, when I when I landed in South Africa, um, it had a in the sports section on on the front page of sports section. It, it said, "Would China import rice? Why would we import a flanker?" Sort of thing. So you know, so from, <laughs> from the media, it was you knew it was going to be up against it. Um, you know, having those challenges, but uh, it just kind of gave me more fire, more drive to have that opportunity to you know prove myself and uh, ultimately you know play for. USA play for you know know what I'm representing and and what you know when you do when you do that you know in terms of where was your favorite place to play you know I'm kind of sitting there thinking because you played in South Africa and I think you played in Europe a little bit and I know you played in Japan but where was your what was your favorite place to to be to be a rugby player and and to to enjoy that that rugby culture um yeah like you said I mean I I spent a couple years in in uh, New Zealand uh, three seasons South Africa five years in Japan and a season in England. So um, each of those places, you know, had a, had a you know special special place for mine. Uh, you know, f- for me, um, no, just greatly appreciated. You know, everybody had given me the opportunity of it. Um, you know, for lifestyle and where I could live. I mean, I could easily live in New Zealand. Uh, the people, the 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 land. I mean, everything was great. Um, you know, the most fun was probably playing Super Rugby in South Africa. Uh, for the Lions, just, uh, you know, that was great. Um, and then, and then I, you know, definitely didn't, you know, leave a stone unturned in Japan just because I knew, you know, it wasn't going to be my forever home, but, you know, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was an awesome, uh, awesome experience. And, and, uh, and to finish off playing in the premiership with England was, uh, was a nice little cap before coming back and, uh, playing major league rugby in, in the States. 
Yeah, I want to get to that in a second. And what I what I, what I let's just to know because when I played when I was playing men's club rugby in the late nineties and early two thousands, Todd, we would have people. I played in in DC and Boston. We would have guys come in, you know, young men in their late late teens, early twenties that wanted to travel the world, and they would come stay with somebody and play a season or two with us. Isn't that one of the cool things about about the sport where you can kind of travel around the world and just show up in the city and join a rugby club, and all of a sudden just be immersed into a whole new community of friends and that's that's one of the best things about it and and you know you hear about you know things that people are looking for a game to watch um or looking for a place to stay um you know you know you just kind of hit up your local rugby rugby uh rugby club and uh there'll be you know 15 couches you can stay on there'll be you know barbecues that will be had for you and uh you know and, and that goes you know throughout the world which is which is awesome yeah, when I was when I was playing in the with Santa Monica back in the in the mid '90s, the uh, Australian consulate in, in LA once a month would have a would have a little beer bash for all the Aussies in LA, and and they would welcome everybody in with open arms. And yeah, from what I remember, <laughs> those were some fun times. But let's let's switch gears to MLR. So, what is you are now involved with the Austin with the Austin team of the MLR, correct? So I'm director of rugby at Austin Herd. And it's one of 12 teams that, that play in the Major League Rugby competition. So it's the, the top tier uh, domestic competition that we have here. And, uh, I mean, there's teams from uh, East Coast to West Coast and uh, North and South. So it's, uh, it's, it's a growing thing. And, twelve te- like I said, 12 teams this year and then looking to expand to 14 teams uh, the following year. So hopefully, uh, you know, there's a city near the listeners that they can go check out and support. Well, and I want to, you know, let listeners know that I, I know I bumped into you at one of the Legion matches last year in San Diego Legion. And I, were you there for the final? Were you, were you in San Diego for the final between the Legion and Seattle? I was. Yes. Can you describe that a little bit? Just because, you know, I know what it was like and I'll see if I can post one of the videos, but what was, it was at USD, the University of San Diego. What was the atmosphere like for the season two final? Yeah, I mean, it was a, you know, packed out stadium between, you know, the number one and number two team in, uh, in, in the MLR. So San Diego versus Seattle. And, uh, you know, the game went, came down to the wire, the, the electric atmosphere. I mean, it was, it was such a cool vibe. And, and to look around and seeing all the passionate fans and, and all the guys leaving everything on the field, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was a really cool moment just because it was happening in our you know, home ground, you know, you get that overseas, you get that in old New Zealand or South Africa, England and France, like the very passionate rugby countries. But, you know, to have that in the States making it happen, it was, uh, it was really cool to see. And, and for listeners, I, I worked with the, uh, worked with the Washington Redskins for four seasons and, and, and I just did it on game days. I, I helped manage a suite, um, for actually FedEx at FedEx field. So I was very, I was at an NFL stadium for four years and I really, I would not take my kids to an NFL game. I would not spend the money. I would not take them there. But I've taken my daughters, my young daughters now, to maybe two or three MLR games, um, including the final. It, it, would you? How would you describe the environment? Because it's, I think it's so family oriented. Do because you, you have a young kid as well. Do you? Would you feel comfortable bringing your your kid to to one of the games? Oh yeah, I mean she she comes along. You know she's she's watched me play in uh, in several countries and and. Uh, and she's been doing a lot of the MLR games as well. So, um, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, it, it, it's not just for the players, the inclusivity. It's uh, for the fan base as well. And, you know, watching rugby, you know, cheering cheering, uh, cheering a team on, it's even better when you're cheering for the opposition team, you know, the guy next to you sort of thing. So you got to have that whole banter, have that whole thing. And, 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I would definitely recommend some of uh, the, you and the listeners to watch sort of, you know, the Rugby World Cup where people are, uh, you know, the Japanese versus uh, Ireland and, and how they fought it out. And, you know, Japanese end up winning, spoiler alert. But and uh, but all the Irish fans just had so much respect for, you know, the Japanese team, the Japanese fans and everything else just because it was such a well-earned, uh, you know, victory. Um, and same thing, you know, that happens, uh, you know, here as well. There's no hard feelings once that, you know, final whistle goes and blows off and, and then, uh, then, um, everybody's there to have a good time. Well, isn't that, isn't there something in the attitude, Todd, because over the years I've played with guys, I've played with clubs where it's one thing if you don't win, but if you, if you play your best match, say you play the best 80 minutes and you come up on, on the downside and you don't score enough points, isn't there something where you would rather play a hard, tough match like that and lose by maybe a try or lose by a couple points than to play in a match that's really easy where you're not playing an opponent and you're scoring at will? I mean, isn't there something to be learned in those tough when you have those tough defeats like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all character building, and uh, you know, you know, you you, you don't. Uh, judges of man of character of, of sort of, you know, do you want it easy or do you want to work for it and strive and have that chance to, to sort of not fail, but learn. And those are the sort of things that we need to put ourselves into as a rugby, uh, you know, nation that's growing is sort of, you know, you got to take all these learnings and been in these situations before. So when it counts, when it's the final or whenever it's a huge game in the, in the last couple minutes, uh, you know what to do. You've been in that situation before. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, I've definitely had some heartbreak losses and, you know, won some at the wire. Um, but, you know, the, the games that you do forget pretty easily is is uh, when you when you are, you know, outrunning the team by, you know, 80 points to zero or, or, or vice versa. Yeah, those games you can kind of throw away, but it's, it's those games where it's tough. And and whether you come up, you know, obviously you want to come out on the on the on the winning side, the victorious side. But it, I always looked at those games where you, maybe you didn't win. And it's like, okay, I learned how to – I got better in this match. I may have lost, but we got better. I got better a, as a player. Now, what do the players of Major League Rugby – to wrap up here, one of the things – a friend of mine went to the, one of the Seattle matches, and she was blown away by what the players did after the match. Talk a little bit about kind of like what the scene is like after a Major League Rugby match, just so if somebody brings their, their kids or their family to a match, what they can expect. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with with rugby and and uh, you know, we as a, the product, you know, the athletes, um, you know, are encouraged, you know, to to thank the fans. I mean, to go around thank the fans, and there's opportunities to rub shoulders with the players that were that you just watched uh, in the stadium, um, you know, and 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 everybody's very you know welcoming to you know take pictures, sign autographs, uh, have a soda with, have a beer with, whatever the case may be have those uh, opportunities to, um, you know, link up with, you know, these, these top sports people uh, and, and that. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's one thing you don't get, you know, in, uh, in any of those, you know, American sports and the Giants of those. And are you going to be playing again this season? Because I know you, you said your title is director of rugby, but as, <laughs> as rugby players, we're never I, – I, I will still go out. I'm, I'm trying to find a, mat, a club or two. To, to, I'm, I'm trying to do an over-45 tour this coming year. I'm trying to get in shape so I can go out and play in a couple over-45 tournaments. And I just, I just need to give you that warning, man. I know you're a few years younger than me. But it's never out of your blood. So, is it out of your blood? Are you going to play, or what? What role are you going to? What role are you going to play or take on? No, I'm I'm, I'm happily retired uh, professional rugby player. But if uh, if the location is right and the, and the cause is right for a good charity, I'll put on the boots and and uh, 
So that's uh, that, that's sort of my rule of thumb right nowadays. So, but definitely not not playing week in week out. My uh, my body is very happy being able to do these hikes and surf and play with my daughter. Um, you know, uh, but but if, uh, if, it, if 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 on a tropical island or or somewhere uh, exotic that that wants me to come play for him, um, you know, I, I could definitely do that for a week or two. Well, welcome to retirement, Todd, because you always keep a pair of boots and, and a mouth guard in, in your car on a Saturday. <laughs> I used to do that when I lived. You know, I would tell I would tell my ex wife I'm going out and run a few errands. I'd go catch a seaside match with the Potomac Athletic Club and go go. I had my old boy rights to show up and play a half a match or play a match whenever I want. <laughs> you know but you always keep boots in the car. So what can listeners expect to see from major league rugby in the next couple of years? Like how is, how is the league uh, trying to grow and trying to, trying to uh, get more people to the sport? Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing is sort of, you know, get into the community, uh, really reach out and have, uh, you know, that opportunity. I mean, we have a deal with CBS sports. So, you know, there's going to be a game of the week on CBS sports, which is, uh, which is, has a chance to hit you know 60 million people in America, which is fantastic. Um, some teams are going through Facebook Live. Some people go uh, ESPN Plus. So uh, you know, just depending on you know what team and what deals have been done with the broadcasting, uh, that's the biggest thing. I mean, but you can you you can't really get the feel of you know the rugby of of the the collisions and and the spirit and the atmosphere uh, not being there live. So you know, again, I, I recommend you know everybody to. You know, follow a team. It doesn't have to be, you know, my team, but uh, follow a team that's close to them and, you know, get to know the guys, get to know about rugby and and it's uh, sort of uh, mission statement ethos uh, driven and all this passion and, uh, you know, take take something out of it and enjoy it. And then and so for final for the final thing, let's, can you give out the website of the Austin Herd and uh, how people can really start following any major league rugby team? Yeah, so I mean, MLR, uh, so it's USMLR.com, uh, so Major League Rugby, uh, and then you have all your teams, sort of the logos and locations, the schedules, everything else, we're AustinHerdRugby.com. Um, no, so, so it's, uh, it's great to, you know, sort of get out there. We just had a, had a rugby day in, in, um, in, in Austin where we had first eighth graders and we had, you know, 80 odd people out there, uh, and then adults, you know, doing a rugby combine. And we actually got a couple guys that, uh, that we're looking to sign for, for the upcoming season. So, you know, there's a lot of crossover athletes. Our, our sevens team is made up of them. Our USA sevens team is made up a lot of them. So to have, um, you know, athletic ability and people have that drive and force and don't want to sit in a cubicle work and they, they, they think they can have their hand in rugby, you know, it's not only socially, but there, there could be a, a little contract and, you know, carrot at the end of it. Okay. That, that was a fun conversation. Now real quick, and I'm sure it was probably on my end, but there were one or two technical issues. Um, I, I think I've told you I've recently moved and I'm, I've set up a new uh, recording studio and so I'm still working on a couple bugs. So we had one or two, uh, we're one or two drops in our conversation. So if there are one or two edits that you're kind of like, wait, what? That kind of jumped around a little bit. There's a reason for that. And before I get into the wrap up, here's the pitch, folks. In the beginning, I asked you to give a rating. Now uh, the pitch is if you are interested in learning more about exercise. And, and really, and here's the thing. Exercise, we know exercise is important, but exercise can just enhance your quality of life. And also, if you do it right, exercise can slow down the aging process. Yeah, it doesn't mean we can turn back the clock, but we can slow down how aging affects us, and we can feel better during aging. 
Anyway, if that sounds good to you, you can pick up a copy of my book, Smarter Workouts. Smarter Workouts, the science of exercise made simple. I have a, a link below in the show notes. I'm linking directly to the publisher um, because that you know pays me a little bit higher royalty. I know there are other book buying websites out there online uh, that shall not be named. <laughs> However, they do not pay the authors that well, so I have a link directly to my publisher's page. So if you enjoy the podcast, if you want to learn more about exercise, please pick up a copy of Smarter Workouts. All right, that aside, that was a fun conversation. And, and in 2008, I was playing with the Boston Irish Wolfhounds, and I was getting ready to, to move to San Diego to take a job at the American Council and Exercise. And the last little hurrah I did um, with my club, the Irish Wolfhounds, before I left was we went to go watch the men's national team, USA national team, the Eagles, play a professional team, uh, Munster, from Ireland. And Munster, so, you know, the men's national team is competitive, but most of, and this was 11 years ago, so at, at that time, most of the players on the USA men's national team were not professional players. That's changed. You know, Todd was one of the few full-time professional players on that club. Uh, for example, a buddy of mine, Mark Crick, was was playing in that match. He was a hooker, and um, you know, Cricky was with our club, Potomac Athletic Club. He had played professional rugby before he came to Potomac Athletic Club, but Cricky was a club player, was an amateur club player playing on the men's national team, as were ma- majority of the men's national team players. So in that match, uh, men's national team versus Munster, that's like watching. It would be like watching a club, a club flag football, or, or your local, you know, quote unquote semi pro football team play the New England Patriots. <laughs> and it was a really, I mean, the, the USA national team, the men's, the Eagles put up a great match for the first 25, 30 minutes. They kept the score relatively low. Todd was, I think, either playing eight man or flanker. Um, those are positions in the scrum. Uh, Cricky was in was in hook and and it was they played a great match for about 25 30 minutes uh, too bad they keep score for 80 minutes but it was still was a lot of fun to see it was uh, and then uh, at that night um, it was, you know we, we had a party in Boston with the guys from the Munster Club and yeah <laughs> so it was kind of fun to have that conversation but but what I wanted you to hear was that rugby is a tough sport but also rugby is a very inclusive sport you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to interview Todd was we just had the, the World Cup. And I mean it. You know, I, I shared the story. I bumped into one of the men's national team players when I was in China recently, and I was more excited to meet the player than I was to actually do my job, do what I was there in China to do. So kind of gives you an idea of, of kind of how I enjoy this. But I wanted to have Todd on because, number one, we just had the World Cup. Number two, we're growing the sport of rugby here in the States. And number three, I'm getting back into coaching rugby. I mean, I've coached youth rugby um, with the Mustangs here in San Diego. Great team, great group of people, great I just overall club environment. But I live a little bit further away from them now. So I'm now working with the Coastal Dragons out of Encinitas in, in Southern California. And, and as I'm doing this, and, and you know, if, if you're into something, you get passionate about it. And I really enjoy rugby. So as I'm getting back into coaching, I wanted to bring Todd onto the show to introduce listeners to this sport that you may have heard about or may have been aware of. But you don't know the community that's involved. You don't know the, the, the and I don't want to say brotherhood because women's rugby, man, women's rugby is tightened as well. And I've started coaching girls rugby because I have two young girls. And whether or not, you know, there'll be rugby players, I don't care. Frankly, I just want to have fun coaching them. We're playing flag rugby, so my little girls aren't out there. Well, my younger daughter is. is. But the idea is, you know, you introduce kids to flag rugby and you try to get them into that. But as I'm getting back into coaching rugby, I want to help promote the sport here in the States. So for listeners, I wanted to introduce you to Todd and I want to introduce you to Major League Rugby. Because as Todd said, there is a TV deal now. You can actually watch good competitive rugby on TV. 
And this past year, the the championship for Major League Rugby between Seattle, the Seawolves, and, and the San Diego Legion was an amazing match. It was so much fun. And I took my kids to it. I would never, I would never take my two daughters to an NFL game. Number one, it's way too expensive. Number two, the other fans there are just complete idiots and there's too much inebriation. And it's just not a good product for a family environment. It's not. And I worked in an NFL environment for four seasons. Of course, it was Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins, but whatever. Um, so I've been in that environment. I enjoy taking my kids to MLR games, to Major League, to San Diego Legion games. It's a very fun atmosphere. We can go down on the field after after the, the game. We, the players can, or the kids can meet the players, and it's such a cool, cool thing. So I wanted to introduce you to that. So if you are living in a city where there's Major League Rugby and you're looking for you know something to do with your kids this spring, Major League Rugby is a spring sport. I would invite you to please go out and catch a match. Please go out and see your local team. Go see it live, and you will at least become intrigued by the whole attitude and ethos around the sport. And there's more high school rugby. There's more youth club rugby. If you have kids, and I just had this friend with a, or had this conversation with a friend from college. We were talking about it. He has a kid in junior high who's not the most athletic kid, but likes to get out there and you know do things. And he's trying to get his kid you know interested in a sport or two. And I was like, look, you know, I know it looks violent, but rugby is great because you know you have in fifteens, which is fifteen men, fifteen people on a team. There literally is a position for everybody. If you're a little bit heavy and slow like me, there's a position for you. If you're quick and fast, there's a position for you. If you're tall and hell athletic like Todd, there's a position for you. So it really is one of those sports. If you're a parent and you're trying to get your kids away from Fortnite, if you're trying to get your kids away from video games, you're trying to get your kids into a sport that's a lifetime sport. You know, like I'm 47 years old and I am seriously going to train to try to go on a little tour and hit a couple of the over 45 tournaments next year. And there are over 45 rugby tournaments. You get fat old men with gray hair running into each other, pretending like we were back in our 20s. So I'll be, I'll be talking a little bit about that as I, as I put, that, put the tour together and put it together and, uh, and invite you to come along. I'll, I'll be doing some uh, podcasting around that. But I wanted to have Todd on here. I wanted to introduce you to rugby a little bit. I wanted to introduce you to Major League Rugby because I don't know about you. I'm kind of over some of these professional sports in America. I, you know, I pay a little bit of attention to the NFL. NBA is really irrelevant to me. Um, hockey is somewhat exciting, but kind of boring on TV. You know, it's exciting live. So I wanted to introduce you if you if you're an athlete, if you're into fitness, rugby is personification of fitness. You have to be fit to play for 80 minutes. I can't tell you how many times kids have come from football or people have come from football thinking they play rugby and. They never show up again because it's just too much work, meaning physical work. So I want to introduce what I want to do with listeners, introduce you to rugby, introduce you to one of the leading authority figures of rugby in uh, the United States, Todd Clever. And again, I've tracked him down. I stalked him. Not really, but I bump into him at the gym and be like, yo, I need to get you on the podcast. So I'm glad we finally did that, Todd. I'm glad we got that knocked out. Thank you for your time. For listeners, really take a look at Major League Rugby. If you want to just enjoy, if you want a good, fun you know, outing with your family or with your friends, go to a major league rugby game. If they're, if they're in your area, I really, if you don't like it, please write to me, Pete at Pete McCall fitness. If you go to a major league rugby game and you're like, Oh, this is stupid. Why did I come here? Let me know. Seriously. If you, if you didn't like it, let me know why, you know, I would love to hear that. Um, obviously I'm a proponent of it, but I invite you to go to a rugby match and just catch it and see why it's such a strong community and see why, People will get involved in the sport. I know guys, 
I played in a match years ago in Santa Monica in my early 20s. I'm talking mid-1990s here. And we had a guy come out. He, he put on – when you get older, you can wear certain colored shorts, meaning you get tagged and not tackled. And I want to say his name was Bruce, but he, was, he just turned 70 years old, and he came out and played the last five minutes of a match because he wanted to be able to – he wanted to, to, he wanted to die saying he played rugby in every decade of his life. So this was like a – it was a social side. It was a B-side match with Santa Monica sometime in the mid-1990s. And, you know, the last five minutes of the match, we had a 70-year-old player out there running with us because he wanted to be able to say that he played rugby in every decade of his life. And that flipped the switch on me. I can't tell you. I, and, folks, that really is why I, I, I try to stay fit the way I do is when I first started playing rugby at 21 years old and I got my butt kicked by Jim Trump. I was 21, Jim Trump, no, no relation to, to the current whatever occupant of the White House. However, Jim Trump was a U.S. district attorney, so there is, he was a part of the federal government. But Jim Trump was one of the toughest men I knew. He could run you into the ground, and he was twice my age. So when I saw how fit Trump he was, when I saw – and after he beat the snot out of me in training just repeatedly, I said, I want to be in that shape when I'm that age. And, and Trump, he had just maybe about 40 years old, late 30s, just about 40 years old. John Trout, um, Commando, these guys were like my big brothers You know, when I first started playing with Pac. And it really is – it is such a strong community. And, yeah, we can beat the snot out of each other in practice and in matches, but they're, they're, that creates a brotherhood. That creates a friendship. You know, a lot of, you know, one of my good, good friends in fitness is Fabio Kamana. And Fabio and I connected through rugby. He's from South Africa. He played rugby in South Africa. He's played and coached rugby at all levels of the United States. And so when we met and we both work in fitness and we realized we had rugby in common, it really is like an extended fraternity or sorority if you play women's rugby. Women's rugby is exactly the same way. Anyway, you've heard me talk about this enough. This is all about fitness. I wanted to introduce you to a sport. I wanted to introduce you to one of the leading figures in the sport so you can open your eyes and see what's out there. And if you have kids and your kids are looking for a new sport or you're looking for an activity to keep your kids active, to get them away from video games, take a look at your local area and see if there's a youth rugby club. Because I guarantee you, even for a season or two, your kid, boy, girl, it doesn't matter, will have just a lot of fun. And as a parent, you'll enjoy the community that's around the sport. Thanks for tuning in this episode. You can reach out to me, Pete, at PeteMcCallFitness.com. You can track me down on Instagram if you want to see good fitness tips. Pete McCall underscore fitness. That's Pete McCall, M-C-C-A-L-L underscore fitness on Instagram. So thanks for stopping by, and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.